There we go. Jesus. <sighs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Pixel Hunt. My name is Malcolm Cano, and joining me in the studio, as they normally do, are Mr. Michael Carl. Hello. Mr. Tyler Durr. Hi. Mr. James Baker. I did that in reverse. Darn it. James Baker. At least you didn't call me Nick. Ah. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Speak a little bit more. Gosh. I don't think that mic's picking you up. All right, nah. number five. All right. If... How about now? Yep. It's you're good. beautiful. Yay. Uh, you're going to have to get close. Oh, joy. I get to spend the entire time leaning at like 45 degrees toward the mic. Yeah. This will be great. <laughs> it's, it's real fun. Uh, we're at full capacity. So, Jim, Tyler, Atril. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hello. And we have a special guest today. Uh, everyone, please welcome... What? Oh. Please welcome Caitlin Wormka. Hello. Hello. Good evening. Ooh. Uh, pleasure to have you on the show. And uh, not many people know this, but Caitlin was actually is actually the artist that did our chibis on the SoundCloud. And if you want to check out those chibis, you can go to soundcloud.com forward slash pixel hunt and you can find us on there. You can find that cool chibi art as well as a bunch of other episodes. This is a show all about video game and video game news, and we're going to be starting the show as we normally do with some of the new releases. <clears throat> We've also got a nice little change of music. It's beautiful. Yeah. It really threw me off. Didn't it? It's not as jazzy as normal. <laughs> you know what else threw me off? What's that? The part where you started the show and you are like... Jesus. It's the tiredness. <laughs> yeah. That one's staying on. It's like we talk about video games and we also talk about our horrible, crippling exasperation. Yep. That is, uh, <laughs> that's really world. everything that's happening. I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. Hey, what's up, everybody? Jesus. What else is there Here to a college go. student's life? <laughs> that's, uh, what is Student it? Student <laughs> Crippling anxiety. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say this music sounds like a like a Pixel Hunt final episode type it's thing. It's not a final episode. It's the not final yet. couple episodes. <laughs> right. oh, We're approaching. Yeah. No. At this point, like I was I was unsure about this music because I thought it might be a little too loud. But at this point, we're in our last couple of episodes. <laughs> I don't care. Um, not in a bad way. In a good way. I'm willing to take artistic risks. Like Boom Cougar. Because I care. <laughs> <laughs> I do care about this show, and I care about all of you. But. Some of the new releases coming out. We've got Box Boy and Box Girl coming to the Switch on April 26th. Oh, what? Excited. That's right. What, what, what is that? Can someone explain to me? Okay, so what it is is you're a box with little legs and a cute little face. And there's another box that's a girl. You can tell it's a girl because of the bow. <laughs> and basically, and there's also like a rectangle-like guy. And your job is to fit into little holes to activate the puzzles. And adventure happens. Adventure and love. So on April Fool's Day, they turned Kirby into a cube, and they made Box Boy and Box Girl into orbs. What? That's so cool. Yeah. It sounds like blasphemy. It was adorable. <laughs> I it, actually have a picture of it on my phone. Is it similar to Little Big Planet in any way? From it's very two D. Okay. It's completely two D, black so like and white. Yoshi's craft. No, it's the Yoshi's ep Kirby's Epic Yarn. There we go. Well, like that. I mean, the the Both designs, flat. <laughs> the designs in that game were three D. Oh, yeah. okay, fair enough. So, like Meat Boy or what was that Super Meat Boy? Or something no, like that? that's different. Ah, 
But that's a rage game. This is not supposed to be a rage game. <laughs> Got it. That's a blood pressure Can game. Be if you want. <laughs> <laughs> For Mike, it's a relaxed game. <laughs> well, I do plays Dark Souls a lot. Yeah. So anything lesser than that. Um, we also Super have Meat Boy is a lot harder. It is very <laughs> than hard. Dark Souls. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. yes. Uh, I would say that uh, we also have Days Gone coming out on the PS4 on April 26th. Mm. I'm not hearing great reviews about it, and it's making me real sad. Probably going to buy it anyways. I mean, like, honestly, at the the end of the day, the the reviews exist just to provide other people's opinions. Like, go with what you want. Yeah, well, what I've wanted before in the past has made me buy Battleborn at full price. Don't worry. So This definitely isn't Battleborn. So I definitely don't trust myself anymore. We also have Super Meat Boy Forever coming oh, out on the yeah. PS4, Xbox One, Switch, PC, iOS, and Android. Wait, iOS, you say? And Android on April 26th. Oh, so we want to break our phones now. That's right. It's a, it's a rage-inducing game. <laughs> Get insurance, right people. There on your phone. <laughs> like when my cousin Good. picked up his tablet playing Donkey Kong Country and snapped it in half. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's Sorry. an insane amount of strength. Yeah, it, it is a significant amount of strength. I'm not sure it was just strength. I think it was just pure rage from Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, because that game is hard. <laughs> yeah. The game's real hard. <laughs> yeah. Also, the music we're playing from. Really? Donkey Kong Country 2. Aquatic Ambience. Send it to me. Dig it. <laughs> on that SoundCloud. What? I said, send it to me on that SoundCloud. Send it to you on this. It's not. It's not on SoundCloud. Wait, this is, this is, uh, specifically, this is from Eight uh, Bit Big Band oh. on YouTube. Oh. Hey, uh, we don't own any of the music for this show. We use it as bed music. But hey, if you like video game music, go check out Eight Bit Big Band. They do jazz and big band covers of traditional video game music and kind of remix it, and it's really fantastic. And I can't. Uh, I can't suggest it enough. It's a really fantastic, uh, entertaining YouTube channel. Real good if you like video games and video game music and big band stuff, which I do. We also have Final Fantasy twelve, The Zodiac Age, coming out on the Xbox One and Switch. Uh <laughs> The Zodiac Age. Yeah. Twelve was pretty good. Yeah, I like I like twelve. I never I, I only know about ten and it's meme stuff. Yes. Titus. And his amazing laugh. It's two ways to actually pronounce it. Funny. Oh, I know yeah. the I know the other way. Yeah. Uh, it's so stupid. This is a radio like show, Mister. Yeah, we we're, we're a family show. You no, listen to your kids with really this. Really not. Yeah, this is true. Um, but those are the new releases for the week so far. Um, we got some some really nice stuff coming out, I think. And also in the future, we have a couple of really uh, a couple of games that I'm really looking forward to. Uh, and actually, Atril, would you mind hmm? telling everybody what you or what you told us initially? Atril uh, went to a uh, game oh, competition. Yeah. Oh over... yeah, I went to a open LAN party in Iowa State, and it was actually really fun. I um I hang out with the Overwatch esports team for U of I, and we they they like hey we got extra space, so hey I went with them. We drove two hours to Ames, and we met up with the other esports teams for U of I, which was. Basically, the main group, so the games were, um, <clears throat> uh, besides Overwatch, uh, Rainbow Six Siege, CSGO, um, what was the other one? Uh, <laughs> Dota 2, and Rocket League. There we go. Yes. And yeah, and so we, we did really good. Uh, Rocket League got stomped. I'm just going to let, I'm not, not going not gonna to lie, they got stomped, but they went out, they went out fighting, 
And Overwatch got second place, lost to Iowa State. But hey, you know what? Next time, and I heard last time they won. So Ooh. you know what? This is, this is a balance. It's a one v one. Let's go, Iowa State. Uh, I'm next shake, time, I, shaking I, I, my <laughs> fist over here. <laughs> but it was awesome. It was a very fun time, and um, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna start going to more. Nice. And I might Absolutely. try to get, also get myself into Guilty cool. Gear. So, Ooh, Ooh yeah. Going, yes, going get into Guilty that's Gear. A, that's a tough one to get into. Yeah, yeah get, I, I, I mean. I know might... the uh, the president of the Evo, uh, U, um, U of I, the Evo guy for U of I. So he told me, yeah, if you want to get Guilty Gear, bro. Like, I go, I went to Japan to go train in there. So Who did? The guy? Yeah, the, his, name, his name is Kevin. He's a really cool guy. Um, don't worry, he's he's cool. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and uh, he um, he said, yeah, he said, I'll help you. Yeah, you know, I'll help you learn the, learn the tips and tricks of the game. That's actually so, really cool. Yeah, I, it's that's, awesome. That's I, I like that a lot. Um, I did sit down with with uh, a, for a, a story for the journalism class. I sat down with a guy who did esports at uh, the U of Iowa. I think he was in charge of the Overwatch team a couple years ago. Overwatch team a couple years ago. Yeah. Mm. Who was before? I don't quite remember his name, but he was in charge of it, and he was just talking about like the logistics of it. And it's really good to hear that we we were talking about like how what would it take for Hawkeye Carver? What would it take for them to be able to put on an actual like esports tournament at like Hawkeye Carver? Uh, and it would take a significant amount, but it's yeah. really good to see that like uh, Iowa State is actually maybe not running it officially, but at least creating these really big congregations of. Esports oh, oh yeah, for college collegiate esports. I'm well, excited. It was really cool because right after the competition, they told us, you know, that uh, it was we it, they, that they weren't they didn't have that much of a scene of Overwatch that was there, mm-hmm. and that one of the teams didn't really come there. So for us to be there, it actually helped set up a nice little bracket. So they uh, bracket so they had enough time to actually you know separate things. They had enough teams to compete. So. Uh, uh, I think that was really cool. You know, it was, it was like, oh yeah, we came there, we fought hard, we you know did a lot of stuff, and I also got to see my girlfriend. So that was uh, really nice. That is fantastic. Who did yes. she, who did she root, root for? Oh yeah, guys, she rooted for Iowa State. So get out. don't hunt her uh, down. Get out. <laughs> Can't, uh, petty school rivalry. There are rivals. You have Boy, to remove Atrol from the studio. Tribalism. Uh, this will be my last episode. That's right, and you'll never hear from him again. No. Uh, we love right. everyone, even f- people who go to Iowa State. Yeah, they fought You guys are welcome hard. here, too. Absolutely. Um, because everyone who loves games is welcome on Pixel Hunt. That's right. Mm-hmm. Everybody. No I matter what here. you believe. <laughs> Except in some rare fringe cases. But don't worry, we don't have to go into those. Except for people that exclusively play Monkey Ball. Hey, listen. <laughs> all right. No, 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 Monkey no, no, no. Hey, you need to, you need ever, to, man. all right, calm down. So, I have video I said, evidence of you playing arcade I, monkey ball, you hypocrite. Look, I, I said exclusively. <laughs> and also, like, you know, it's different playing in it on a cabinet. Oh, game. really? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, there's like a banana joystick. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to like you a know, controller. I was, was going to say he was playing it ironically, but then you said something about a banana joystick with that smile <laughs> on your face. Yeah, well, and I don't really know where to go now. It's legitimately this is a banana. To be a family radio show. <laughs> family. But radio. sometimes a banana isn't just a banana. Okay, well, that. at this point, we can agree that it's it's just a banana. It's just a banana for a video game, and it's nothing more. And it's edible, so we all know. Banana this. blitz. Yes. Um. So I, I, I don't know. I'm actually really impressed by that. Uh, and I, I think it's really important that we keep up uh, a good esports scene. And I'm really, mm-hmm. I'm actually really impressed that we have like 
that many esports team for that many different games. Oh yeah, Do... you should see the Smash team. Yeah, they're <laughs> huge. Yeah, yes, they. Um, so before that land party, the last Saturday before that, I went to another before the U of I, but it was more like you know U of I, the whole club. So they're all like one conglomerate club. Right. And uh, the ones that are not really part of them is the League of Legends because they're like they're their own stuff. The League um, of Legends is yeah, big. they get they get scholarships. So yeah, they uh, do get scholarships. Yes, yes, right. they get scholarships. Yep. Those big boy scholarships and. Uh, why didn't yeah. you get into the school for a scholarship, Tyler? I mean... On League of Legends. He's trash. Your Roadhog's supposedly amazing. Wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> Roadhog's not even in League of yeah, Legends. Not, not yet. Not. Oh, wait, I forgot about that. Whatever, you no, know no, the no, one. No, no, Roadhog, yeah. He isn't Heroes of the Storm. Sorry, different MOBA. I mean, the, the only MOBA I've played and enjoyed was Smite. And Bacchus I is my love main. Smite. Oh, Cupid. Yeah, play Anubis in Overwatch. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that doesn't sound. That doesn't even sound that weird. I mean, that, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure that's a skin for Pharaoh. It is a skin for Pharaoh. Oh, really? Yeah, yes. it is. So. Oh, that well, is. I play the character Anubis. Yeah, you oh, play the oh. god Anubis. Mm-hmm. In, in Overwatch. Correct. <laughs> Listen, guys. That alt beam. I'm real tired. <laughs> you couldn't you. already tell. You're Malcolm. That's right. I'm also sometimes I mix things up, but that's why you guys love me, right? <laughs> wow. Oh man, the silence. We love you, Malcolm. Uh, <laughs> that, Dude, we're all tired. That loud silence. Um, all right. Well, existential crisis aside. Yes. I'm really glad that we can kind of sit down and talk about this. We also have uh, a couple of things. Today's kind of a chill day. There's not a ton happening in the world of video games. Anthem's still behind. Things are still trash. Uh, Bioware announced that Anthem was going to be late, or that the the story content that they promised as 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 a gift because they didn't meet expectations is being delayed. There will be DLC. Looks really bad because it's <laughs> like you. It's like saying that you'll make up a, a a midterm and then you don't show up for that, or you're like, sorry, it's gonna be late, which I have done before. So take it from me. It's they're definitely sweating a lot over there. Oof. <laughs> it's terrifying. Um, Bethesda, Bethesda still making really uh, microtransaction games. So yeah. Uh yeah yeah. Please go ahead. What? Oh yeah. Uh, so their their little mobile game what was it called Elder Scroll Blades that they announced on E3. <laughs> yes, yeah. Elder Scroll Blades. Let me explain. <laughs> let, it, let me explain. Is it better than seventy six already? Yes. Yes, Wait, it because it it's, it's the mobile seventy six. Let's just say that. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, well, but it's seventy, not the bugs, okay. but the 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 micros and macro transactions that's happening here. So you know, you know, like in most games, they have little chests and stuff that you get and stuff. Well, in this game, you get chests by running these little dungeons and stuff. Well, that's all handy dandy and sweet. Well. Those chests take a timer to open. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so... Ooh, that's a good... That's a nice little... That's a loot box original. So, from what I've heard, there's wooden, you got silver, then there's, like, a gold, and I guess it's probably, like, dragon, you know, daedric, as they probably call it, and then you got, like, legendary and stuff. Yeah. Wooden takes about five seconds to open. Very great. Silver takes three hours. Okay, what? All right, that's, that's a not big jump. that's mm-hmm. that's not that's a muy importante jump. Yeah, for <laughs> for a for a mobile game, I can kind of get it because like you can just put it away and wait three hours. It's not. Uh, it's not oh, oh, that's not a lot done. of mobile games. That's still ridiculous for a mobile game. All right, then. Yeah. let me explain. But it gets worse. So, um, but that's just from from wood to silver. Like, there's like six more tiers of chest. Well, um, 
<laughs> well, the gold or slash day joke, I think that's what they call it. Yeah. It takes, I do believe, five hours. And then the legend. Oh. I, oh, actually, no, there was like, no. So it goes gold, day joke, and then legendary. Okay. Well, gold takes about five hours. Day joke takes about, I think, do believe, 10 hours. And the legendary takes 24 hours. Okay. And let me guess, you can. Hey, like diamonds or something to, to open it up. Yep. Yeah. Here's the question. But here's the here's the problem. Is it is it outside of game or in game? In game. Wait a minute. You have to spend 24 hours in the game. Oh, 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 oh sorry. Yeah, outside the game. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I was thinking about no. thinking about what you said. Right. Okay. Yeah. Sorry about that. But the problem is, well, right. the big problem is, is you go try to open up multiple at a time, but it only opens one at a time. So if you're trying to open, if you say you have 10 silver chests, well, three times 10, that's 30 hours. You have to. So you can't and, open. 10 at once for three you have to open each one for third oh no yeah and, here, and it gets and it gets worse see oh you let's say that it's not like automatic where it switches to one chest you have to literally get on the game push it open up the chest get your items then make sure then it'll switch to the next one you can't sleep and then have it go automatically opening all the chests and then you wake up and you have all these chests to open up. I see. That's why and you set alarms. Yeah. <laughs> to wake yourself up. Because sleep isn't important when you need a Daedric chest drop. Only anything for that Elder Scrolls Blades, kids. That's so, right. um, So what they try to do is try to do a hotfix. Uh, this is the problem. So they did a hotfix or something like that. What they did that? a patch okay. where... They basically said, okay, we're going to reduce the time from, from the silver chest for three hours to one hour. Okay, that's great. The problem is there was a little stealth uh, patch in there, well, stealth fix, where basically most of the stuff that you get from silver chests, like you'll get a lot of extra gear from it. Well, those don't come anymore. So this, would, you'll still get you still get like probably basic, probably green or whatever. However the tier so they just downlet, So they downgraded the loot? Yes. Ugh. So that's what people are complaining about right now. Uh, yes. And of course, there's probably way more stuff on this, but this is one of what I heard. And thank you, Young Yeah. Look him up, guys. He's really cool. And it's... It's... It, Bethesda. <laughs> Y'all need to stop. No, nah, man, no. Nah. <laughs> Sadly, what happens when the bottom line is all that matters anymore? Eldest, it was all. It was never not the bottom line. Well, yes, but no. The thing is, they had to hide it better when they were smaller companies right. so they wouldn't lose favor. Now, they make such big AAA games, people are like, oh, that's awful. How could you do that? But, ooh, look at that new game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They've got all the money to throw at it. Exactly. Which is uh, why you should check out some indie studios. Lucas Pope. Yeah. It's really good. And, Mike, didn't you tell me the other day that the new Mortal Kombat is Full of microtransactions. Is it actually? Yeah, I was going to mention uh, that. No, please oh, go no, ahead. So, yeah. Give us a give us a glimpse, Mike. Yeah. So Mortal Kombat 10 uh, that had a really horrible release on PC, and my biggest concern for 11 was that the same issue was going to occur. It was going to be a horrible port. It was going to get review bombed on Steam. It's getting review bombed on Steam again, but it's not for the port. It's for the microtransactions. Oh, nice. Uh, apparently, it's full of them. The whole crypt system, which has been around for a while, yeah. where you go in and unlock items. Yeah. Uh, apparently, yeah. it's it, they were going to revamp the entire thing, but it's a disaster. Uh, it's mm. full of timers and microtransactions. Ooh. Timers uh, for a video game? Like a so AAA video un- game? To unlock, so. con- to unlock uh, what is it, like cosmetic... And, conce- and conceptual design and game content, like, it's asking for additional money to speed up the process, which is absurd. For a $60 game, correct? For a, yes, for a new $60 game. 
that, come on, guys. That's like, ridiculous. Th- that that should be like that. That sounds so corrupt. Trying to take more money from me. Oh, come on, Mortal. But Kombat. yeah, please go ahead. That that's all I. I mean, yeah. I, I I just heard. I was. Oh, okay. This is from reading reviews. I see. You haven't. Honest, yeah. Honestly, as someone that's grown up with Mortal Kombat so heavily, playing with my dad as a child. Same. This might be the first one I ever don't feel the need to buy at all. Huh? Yeah. <sighs> Have you bought all the other ones prior? Uh, I've bought like the last four. Maybe. I see. And including Injustice, the, the I mean, game. I'll be, and I'll be honest, Injustice is like pretty good. I love also Injustice. bought Mortal Kombat versus DC. <laughs> oh, I liked it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wait, that right. was a game. It's got some real yeah. funny moments in it. Yeah, it was kind of goofy at times. It well, kinda... not like Kingdom Hearts goofy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like uh, uh, <laughs> Sora. That Be careful code. of this Shao Kahn character. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the memory code. Yo, I'll be honest. Like Shao Kahn showing up in a Kingdom Hearts game, that would be Whoa, fun. And then just destroy Sora. Mortal Kombat and Disney will never, ever. <laughs> I want to. Oh man, I'm gonna. I'm glad that we've recorded this so I can immortalize it. So when it does happen, just play that sound clip. Please, when you're running for office, make what? it happen, dude. Oh. <laughs> When I'm running for office. And another thing, this guy, Tyler, he didn't think that, <laughs> that Mortal Kombat and Kingdom Hearts would have a crossover. Well, look at it now, Tyler. Yeah, you just go to the um, Herculean Coliseum and... And the, it's ex- Sep- it, it, Sephiroth shows up and, and then Shao Kahn. Well, instead of <laughs> a bunch of question marks for Sephiroth, it's question marks with exclamation points littered in there. And then it's just <laughs> Shao Kahn. You know what those are called? Hmm. bangs. I, Whoa, bang. you cannot say that yes, on the I radio. Can. An intero bang, a question mark, uh, followed by an exclamation point. Huh. It's called an intero bang. Good to know. Yeah, so we just educated our listeners. Congratulations. Grammar. I also, <laughs> uh, it's just because the name is an intero bang. Uh, now you know that it's called an intero bang. That's pretty cool. I actually. love that name. I'm, I'm <laughs> an intero bang. Um, <laughs> cool. So we have that. Um, and we also have a few other stories that I brought up. Um one of these kind of leads into a larger issue, um, and this is from a recent, a, a uh, April 24th article from uh, newsindustry.biz, uh, and it was talking a bit about the disparity between the rich and the poor in America and how a lot of game development or how staying or trying to maintain yourself as a, a worker or as someone who who makes video games in a world where in some cases an algorithm can determine the outcome of whether or not you're fired, whether or not your department gets cut. Um, algorithms determine how much help you get, how much, uh, or depending on how much money a studio makes, cough, 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 Bioware, um, mm. you might end up losing your job because what you're doing just isn't profitable and how people are supposed to kind of work under these type these new types of things and so i kind of wanted to 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 bring that up and have a a bit of a discussion about where do you guys see algorithms going do you what are some of the the obvious pitfalls of trying to of implementing algorithms to try to uh, enforce creativity to ensure profitability in a lot of game development and then i was 
thinking we'd be able to, we'd probably wrap it up by talking a bit about maybe some solutions or some workarounds or maybe some some ways out of it or if there aren't any then uh, we all just give up existentially in despair but before we do that i got one thing to say it's about 7:30. We're going to do it a little bit earlier than we normally do. Yeah, I'll get ready cuz <laughs> it's coming at you sooner than you think. Sweet. <laughs> going to keep you right on your toes. Sweet. <clears throat> it's the weather. So, currently in Iowa City, it's 52 degrees Fahrenheit. But everybody in the studio, let me ask you. Huh. What does it feel like? 53. Um, 60? 50. 56. 48. 52! Oh. Ah! So that'd be... Well, <laughs> technically <laughs> I'm correct. Yes. The most correct. Because I'm closest. You're over. No, but Price is only, right rules. That only you're matters. Over. No, that only matters see, if it's one see, away. Yeah, you're, you're over. Just mad no, you're over. I came back. Congratu- con- congratulations, Atrial. You've won the weather for this. To, a word, to, to the word for... Uh, inspirational word for all... For all the people on the radio, dab on them haters. Come on, let's go. Let's be real here. You're changing up the rules like I do at D and D. Yeah. Well, <laughs> congratulations. You've seen through my again. I am a mad despot, and I cannot be stopped. You want to bet? There's five of us. Yes. I would especially watch out for that atrial guy. Yeah. yeah. I'm the weather lord. <laughs> the weather. The weather lord. The weather. I shall cast clouds upon you. That's right. Amazing. <laughs> weather lord. Um, but yeah, that is the weather. Uh, so I'd open it up to anybody, um, at least in this way, like how we've seen it in a couple of cases. We've seen it with uh, EA's treatment of Anthem. We've seen it kind of begin to happen, uh, not sequentially, we've seen it start to happen more regularly. Um, with certain game studios. I'm reminded of Dead Space 3 and how, despite the game selling, uh, I think, at least a million copies or several million copies, uh, EA needed it to sell 5 million in order for it to be considered a success. And it performed below expectations, were their exact wording. And as a result, Visceral got cut because it was no longer a profitable studio. Um, And so... With, with things like that, and we're starting to see... And it's not like this never happened before, but we're starting to see uh, increasingly so uh, some disparities between workplaces. Crunch time is becoming more and more of a defining characteristic of game development, and it's really detrimental uh, to almost everyone involved. And we've seen things like peop- game developers still don't have a union. Uh, they still have not unionized. They're still trying to... It's still very difficult. It's very cutthroat. Because and, if they do, they'll be fired. Right. And the rate of, of uh, professional burnout is immense. Not to mention that job security is terrible for certain companies. Isn't that most of IT in general? I'd assume... Well, in a way. I'd assume that, like, yes, it, it's the, it can be kind of spotty. But I, I, I'm, ta- I'm referring to the, the extreme case mm-hmm. is uh, of like with Telltale Games where it was like people were hired on uh, like the week before they were shut down and everyone was fired. Like it, it's stuff like that because they, they, weren't, they didn't have enough money or they didn't have enough uh, money going forward. Um, and so I, I just wonder like 
it seems like it's going to continue. And I, I am concerned about things like that. Uh, but do you guys, I don't know if you can think of any other examples. Do you see it happening in other places? Well, uh, Red Dead was one. Really? How so? They were working insane amount of hours right before the release. Yes. What was it? I want to say 60 hours. 100. Uh, they were, they, uh, one of the guys who was working on it said like, yeah, we pulled like a 100 hour work week before the game oh. dropped. Uh, but it, uh, he made another comment saying that it was it was everyone it was senior leadership and it was or executive leadership and it was people who wanted to do that. But even but still, still, that is inhumane and unethical. Yes, and by doing that, it creates a false type of standard. Mm-hmm. I've also heard that Epic Games has been doing it as well. Yes, Epic Games has also recently come under fire for uh, a significant amount of uh, developer burnout and like crunch time being implemented there. Like 100-hour work weeks. Yep. Which, once uh, she said, is unethical. That's, how do you do that? It's a lot of it is um, it's this. There's this concept called like uh, crunch. Well, no, technical debt. Uh, there's this thing called technical debt where uh, in game development, when you have technical debt, it means that you made something beforehand but didn't take into account what it would take to fix that. So, for example, you're starting a game, but because it's important to get all the systems working roughly first, so you can start implementing and testing stuff, you put a you kind of slapdash together some mechanics. Uh, let's just I'll use a, a random uh, random example. Uh, uh, the starting value of a gun in a looter-based shooter uh, taking place on a planet uh, anthem, we'll call it. Beyond. Beyond. That's right. <laughs> um, and so, like, you create the system, but it's not intended to be... So, you create the system, and then much further down the line, you realize, oh no, our starting weapons are stronger than the end game weapons. We can't... Oh no, we have to go... It would require us to go back and change everything. So basically, it's like getting a rough like a rough game out yeah. to test it out, but then you're basically fixing all the stuff later, which adds more time to the process. Exactly. It's, a, it's like financial... It could be looked at as analogous to like financial debt, where you take out a loan, but if you don't take care of that loan, it can grow and become really unmanageable and potentially ruin the project. And so that, in a lot mm. of cases, technical debt is what causes a studio to have to go into crunch mode, not to mention additional deadlines being set by a publisher. That's like, hey, you need to have this product by this quarter at this time, when that's really not how game development works. It, it, it can't, you can't determine it from, you can't look at the start of a game and be like, this game's going to be done by this time. It requires consistent and conscious understandings of like where the project is at that very moment and you can never don't ever oh excuse me don't ever set a hard deadline because a hard deadline will end up oh yeah it it, it will things will be rushed if you don't have enough time as a creator i know you never say exactly when things are going to be done there's always a snafu in the middle absolutely just Mm. say soon (laughs) (laughs) full lizard On on the creator end, I'm I'm sympathetic, of course, because I've never operated on the business end of that sort of arrangement. Right. I've only ever written things, so I'm definitely sympathetic to that. On the other hand, you do need to be public with your, you know, knowledge of the game. You need to know how far along it is, and you need to give people answers. 
And how you deal with that, of course, is up to the publisher, and I think some of them do it wrong. They're maybe a little too specific. But I, I guess if you're doing, like, a CD Projekt Red thing... Yeah, I was going to say... what. Then you'd kind of be in a better position because you give a very vague deadline, but you also let people know what's going on. You say, yes, you, this you, game is still in progress, but yeah. we're not going to say when it's going to release because... Animal Crossing for the Switch. don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I agree. I think CD Projekt Red's actually a really good example of what it can look like if it's done correctly, where it's like, we all know, like, the, there's social media for it, there's stuff for it, and when they have stuff that they're ready to show and present, they show it. Right. But I don't know when when uh, Cyberpunk 2077 is coming out. I think it's coming out in, like, 2020 or twenty late 2019 or 2020. Like 2021, I think. Or 2021. Yeah, just take their time. Yeah. Please. I, but in that, but in some cases, I can understand, like, when you, especially on the business side of it, I can understand why it would be, why people would be like, no, we need a deadline or, like, we need to know what to expect because you've got, like, an entire marketing department and uh, an entire department that has to sell this game. And you need to know in advance when the game's coming out. You need to know about the game. You need to know features of the game, what you're going to show and highlight and sell because it's a product. So, right. like... It's tough because it, it brings up the age-old discussion that video games, uh, video games is art, video games is a product that you consume. Because uh, on the one hand, it's like, you should re- yes, you should really give it some time to be made and accurately created because it takes a lot of moving parts and each one is like a very specific and special project. On the other hand, like, this is people's livelihoods and are large multi-million or billion dollar projects. So... I mean, ultimately, I think if you don't want to fall victim to to deadlines and being rushed out of your creative vision, you just have to operate outside of bigger companies and mm-hmm. operating under publisher. You essentially need to be your own publisher. If you're talented enough, you could just do what Concerned Ape did, where he pretty much made all of Stardew Valley by himself. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, in Stardew Valley, it's, it's a very indie game, and you can... Like a lot of sprite work games, the sprite work is beautiful, and they're able to spend as much time as they want on that. Yeah. Uh, but you even have some larger games. You have studios that operate as AAA studios, but actually have taken on projects in which they take on an indie mindset. Right. Uh, you have um, what is the team i think it's team ninja that did hellblade yes uh yeah i it is team Team ninja Ninja. right yeah so they were a triple a publisher decided to do this independent project that definitely full creative vision they did not care about uh like definitive release dates or marketing really i mean people knew about it it was it was a fairly big game still but when it came out that was well outside of uh, typical marketing tactics and, and what it's, people uh, would expect. It's Ninja Theory. Ninja Theory, that's it. T- Team Ninja did Dead or Alive. Ah. Yes. <laughs> Dead or Alive. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yep. The jiggle physics. They took their time on it, handcrafted it for all the perverts yes. out there. I'm sorry if you're a fan of Dead or Alive. And Roadhog. You're a pervert. Amazing <laughs> jiggle physics. Yes. There's a game uh, called Hazelnut Bastille that uh, Ooh, that's okay. That Mike S is uh, supporting on Kickstarter, and really? yep, it's 
It sounds it's basically like a Zelda dungeon crawler, mm. but with <laughs> more 16-bit, and they got so many things they're adding to it. Nice. And they're taking their time. They've run into a lot of, uh, like I said, snafus, and but they're keeping their uh, Kickstarters aware of it. Mike got a message earlier saying uh, we ran into some tax issues. Okay. So it's going to be... We're going to put this on hold until we can figure out the tax that we're talking to lawyers and keep you yeah. up to date. I think that that is a, I, I believe that Ninja Theories, I agree. I think Ninja Theory and like that type of mindset where you actually, you actually cut out the publisher and you, a development studio essentially just kind of talks with its, with its audience. Uh, and I, I think, I, I think publishers are start. I think their publishers will never go away, but I think they're becoming less necessary for triple-a or large-scale releases you can still have a successful game without necessarily going to a publisher it's rare but you can do it i mean i i think they're always no they'll they'll always be necessary okay you need them for large-scale releases because something like hellblade that that didn't make nearly as much money as red dead redemption did mm -hmm. it never will and you need a publisher to manage sales at that scale okay absolutely as well as and international I, scale as well yeah, yeah exactly you if you want to sell internationally well uh i also i don't i mean I, I love the indie industry but i i don't want to uh look down upon publishers in the AAA industry too much because i think it, it it's just a preference thing i think despite all the issues within the AAA industry you can still have a good job and enjoy your work right. under a publisher and still do very creative work. It's just taking those jobs mean you will have to take more sacrifices than if you were to just be an independent studio. However, if you're an independent studio, then you take on all of the economic issues. Right. You have like, to manage all of your yeah. funds. You, like if you work for, again, if you work for EA, you will never have to triple or double mortgage your house to complete a project. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you'll, you'll just get fired. Head. You'll just get fired out of the blue. Well, okay, you'll work, become a stress casualty, and be fired because you can't work anymore without having a nervous breakdown. That's right. But Unless you, I don't think that speaks to the industry at large. Correct. I think that yeah. speaks to many cases throughout it, which is a problem, of course. Right. But I think you can. Publishers are necessary. You can have a good job. You can create a great game in that industry easily uh, a lot of them aren't but yeah then again a lot of indie games aren't <laughs> but sometimes with indie games i'm a little more forgiving because the vision's clearer there um i do see it i don't know i actually think uh this is gonna sound weird but i think again cd project red's government subsidy bit is one of the reasons why it can kind of operate in the same way. CD Projekt Red does have a public, or like the Witcher games have a publisher, right? It, it is. Well, CD Projekt Red publishes and develops. Okay. So like, what if you had that, but you all, and I also appreciate that they have a, um, that they get government funding. And I think that that's actually really, right. that's well, a really it's useful. It's because their country actually supports video games. Yes, because it's a, it's Ours a, doesn't. It's a Didn't really they anticipate on Witcher 3 being such a cultural phenomenon there? That yes. they put in money for it and then on top of they that... They put in millions when, of dollars. When President Obama visited there, they gave him a copy of it. Yeah, they know. gave him a copy of The Witcher 2. Oh, Just was the, it The Witcher 2? Yeah. That's amazing. Okay. God, I wish I could do an Obama action. <laughs> and he right? was like, what? That's so sweet. No, he played that and was like these 
backstab mechanics. Are... He definitely didn't play. Oh it. no, all no, the backstab. He, mechanics. he played it. And he was like, oh. these backstab mechanics are the worst. Yeah, I actually don't <laughs> like Witcher two. <laughs> That's really, but that I I think that that adoption of a cultural property like that is really important. Yeah, and I think it's it's a fantastic way to kind of start to move around that problem. Wait, hold up. Obama was a fan of Witcher. No, 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 no. no they, they just gave, gave him a copy. Him. They gave yeah, him a copy. It was a gift. So he's like just got in. But it, it was like, I got a copy of Witcher Two. Uh, yes. It looks beautiful. Michelle, uh, get in here. Michelle, <laughs> Michelle get in here. Uh, they're, they're talking it's about beautiful. Me. Uh, game Grumps. Can't wait for that Witcher 3. <laughs> <laughs> Played the first one. <laughs> Malia. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I like to think, yeah, Barack Obama spent many a sleepless night yelling at that screen. <laughs> I bet he played on Death March. I bet he did also play on Death March and beat it. <laughs> like, sir, we really, we really need your signature on this. Not now. I'm about to beat the boss. Negotiating with Congress. I'm about to kill Letho. The slayer of kings. But, uh, hey. <laughs> I just really need Barack Obama saying video game terminology. <laughs> I actually could. I really. I just want to hear that. I was like, wait, wait, you could just watch uh, people who were uh, impersonate his voice while they do true. troll videos. No, I so perfect. I, I really. I just want to see. I want to see Barack Obama in a raid. I'm sure that's been done. <laughs> probably. What class would he play? Oh my gosh. Ooh. Paladin problem. I don't know. What um, do you think, Jim? I think he'd play a healer. Yeah? Yeah. Maybe. I mean, he could he could heal his paladin. He could be a holy paladin. It's true. Uh, yeah. I'm... I lead America, so I'm going to be a tank. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I feel like he would he would make an excellent brewmaster monk. Oh, he would. Um, brewmasters hmm. are, are the tanking monks, uh, and their their whole thing is... Kind of chill. Their whole thing is drunken master combat. Um, oh. So you, you you spend a lot of your time chugging booze. That is not a that is it not at all. It on fire. That's not a critique um, or anything. Uh, no, it is not intended Pixel to be a depiction and, of yeah. the pres the ex president. It is just a, a he seems like the kind of man who who can roll with punches so well that he just you kind of have to think drunken master. See that the boss? <laughs> I tanked him like the elections. <laughs> The man I mean, stores his stress in his hair. <laughs> He's Yoshikage here. <laughs> he just wants to live a normal life. He just man. wants to, yeah, he just wants a normal life. Jerry Seinfeld show comedians in, in cars, cars getting coffee. That's he, right. Yeah, there was a Barack Obama episode. That's true. And it was, yeah. And at, at, at the beginning, he's just like, yeah, you know, people see you as like the funny president. So it was like, you're basically a comedian. <laughs> I thought I'd invite you to the show. You know, but now that you say Yoshikage here, like, I can hey. I can see that like this is my stand killer queen. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, right, we're, we're, we're getting we're getting too deep. We're getting too deep. Can't be can't be spoiling in some good animes on Pixel Hunts. <laughs> Go watch JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. That's it. That's all I'm gonna say. We're done. Get back to video games. If Obama had a stand, what would no, we no, be? we're going back to video games. Isn't there a video game where they have JoJo in it? with like Goku? Yes. Ah, uh, yes, oh, that uh, is, um... Uh, uh, I forgot. Jump Force. Jump Force. Jump Force. It's dumb. I, heard, I was going to say, her's pretty kooky. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Looks real dumb. But, oh, and, fun. uh, Obama's stand would be Air Force One. Ah! Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, wouldn't it, uh, what was the president in Part 7? 
That's Valentine. Yeah, Valentine. Yeah, he'll have that stand. Wherever that uh, was. That does, it's uh, like, what was it? Dirty D's done, gir- done cheap or something like done that? Done dirt cheap. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so. Yeah, oh, sorry about that. Sorry. Back, <laughs> back, back, back. I actually really like the idea that you could, that a government would subsidize video games as part of like cultural enrichment. Mm-hmm. You potentially give to game development or there would be like a, a fund that would be given to certain game developers in the idea that's like hey you're gonna create a bunch of revenue overseas uh for the united states or like this is a product that operates and pays american taxes so like yeah go ahead quick question yes uh what's a i'm a huge weeb so i only can think of games made in japan yeah so what's an american made game that would define us culturally <sighs> gta <laughs> actually yes no no you you are absolutely right Manhunt. Oh, stop it <laughs> i mean no. red dead it, it, but yeah like, rockstar is like is one of, is a really prominent studio at, that's really american and gta is like one of the biggest game like franchises in in the world so yeah that would be that'd be like the america game especially gta 4 where you show up as an immigrant and then have to resort to all sorts of shady things just because... Because America. <laughs> because of America. Yeah, so, mm. man. Yeah, no, I, I'd say, like... And Grand Theft Auto, all of their stories are centered around American urban life. Mm-hmm. And sure, a lot... Yeah. And, 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 and things that are... Things that are <laughs> mm. <laughs> things that are culturally American. So, my one worry with government-subsidized uh, video games is... Uh, having them put their fingers in the creativity pot mm. where like GTA shows kind of like the not so satisfactory underbelly of American life. Yeah. It's really, it's, it's quote unquote satirical, but, but still it's, it, you're thinking foreign nations to look at that and experiences. So my worry yeah. is, uh, the government was like, show the positive side. Let's do some, uh, what's it called? Gives with a P. PR propaganda. No. There we go. Ah. You got my back, Jim. Just like, but but the Witcher. <laughs> I knew where you're going. But yeah, <laughs> Witcher Three is not at all Wait. Polish propaganda. If so, well, it's terrible Polish. But propaganda. it's based off a book, but which yes. yeah. they That's bought true. the license off. Wait. That's true, and so it's, they can be like, look at this amazingly crafted world that is based on Polish culture and mythology. Wait, yep. it, isn't that basically what you guys talked about with the U.S. Army? When it comes to like they when they make army games, they always want to point it. You, you never see, I just like you never see like a Canadian dude like, oh, I'm going to defend my country from these American soldiers. Hey, <laughs> like you, you, like you, you only hear about Session this America. The, like, they, what they, is it? What the, was it? Team America, like America. Yeah. Yep. Llama, yeah. See, I was, I was yeah. censoring myself. So. Yeah. No, I, I agree. There's there is no War of 1812 game where a Canadian <laughs> goes down and burns down the White House. Yeah. It's too bad, really. That would be an awesome game. Make uh, game has, developers. That's a free one for you. Make the War of eighteen twelve a game. Let's turn it into Pixar. I want some history lessons. Yeah, that one's yeah. that one's free. Was was Madison president? Yeah, Madison. Yep, was James. President. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So you you play as as James Madison as you're escaping. The <laughs> as White you're House. just like <laughs> head in your hands, like oh no, it's a horror game. <laughs> oh. But oh, you, I but you always hear lot. about American games and stuff. But you do have a point with that propaganda. I like it. I agree. We do have to hear a quick word, and we'll be right back after this, and we're gonna continue on that. And we're back. Sorry, I've just been handed a 
Was that the an, Jacks thing? I've been yeah. handed a news bullet, breaking I, news bulletin. I'm I would like to talk you guys about, didn't know about that. No, I, I, I remember seeing it a while ago. Okay, <laughs> hold on. We'll finish this. We will come back to this in a moment. Okay. Wait, what happened? That's a lot to I'm unpack. That's, there's a significant... Oh, we'll get to that in a second. But it has to do with Mortal Kombat 11 and Jax's ending in the classic mode, I assume. Which yeah, is... yeah. Yeah, pass it down that way. Oof. Um, so yes, please, yeah. go ahead. Uh, yeah, just I guess I'm just worried about influence creativity in a negative... Okay. Not all propaganda is bad. It's just really what is the aim of it? Like, I would love to have a game that's like, hey, look how cool our culture is. We're a melting pot of all these different things. GTA is kind of It like is. That. Like, yeah. yeah. I just. In a really, like, messed up way. I just don't want basically cultural imperialism, colonialism. Yeah. And just. All that gross stuff based being on the edu- cut into my video games. Yeah. I don't want. I don't yeah. want none of this colonialism in my video. <laughs> based yes, on the I- education I've received from like American public system, uh, I know that a hundred percent they would not portray this country in any negative light. Precisely. I w- I kind of want a game that shows us a negative light, but at the same time, GTA us- only shows I know. America in a negative light. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna say something, Jim? Um, yeah, the, on the subject of imperialism in games, um, sure. all right, oh here we man. go. Uh, Caitlin brings the deep topics. let's go. <laughs> when, when the most recent world of Warcraft expansion came out, I was watching the, the feature release trailer and they're talking about, oh, you get to venture to all of these brand new islands and fight all of their inhabitants for the resources that they have accumulated and take them back to your faction to power your faction's war effort. And I was like, I'm sorry, we're doing what? <laughs> then he made colonies and made them assimilate and take the children and put, I'm going to politically. That is, that no, is, you're not. That sounds like America because voice. The, the entire storyline of this expansion has been you as the player character are spearheading a diplomatic and military mission to a foreign power in which you meddle with their government in an attempt to put a leader on the throne who will be friendly to your either alliance or horde. To set up a satellite state? No, to bring them into your alliance of choice. Yeah. To bring them into your faction. Do you think maybe we're the baddies? (laughs) I, I no. have been I have been feeling very on the fence about my entire involvement in all of the events of Battle for Azeroth uh. since before <laughs> the game came out. Wow. Yeah, that's 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 what Bane's thinking right now yeah. too. I, I Bane feels that way. I'm not sure how Jaina feels. Lord Thermar's gonna feel like, that way in 8.2. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler. There's, there's a whole lot of weirdness going on with. It doesn't take government influence, is what I'm saying. Okay. It takes being raised in a country where imperialism is the norm without any sort of education on imperialism anywhere in the country. Mm. Um, we don't talk about it in our schools, at least not until we hit the college level. Yeah. And not everybody talks about it even at college. Well, because like, I feel like we do it every day of our lives. We do. Yeah. But All again, right. look at the circle we're sitting in. And oh the people God. we're talking to, of course, we'll talk about it every day of our lives. But I know people who would never talk about imperialism. I mean, yeah, that's true. true. But I, I think specifically to, to put this in a game, I agree with 
it is a danger, especially if governments get a, get any kind of ability to influence games. Well, and it's not not even like hard influence. It's like, oh, but we're giving you like millions of dollars. I just know. don't trust the American government. I, I feel that. I, I think that's just what it boils down to. It's, I don't blame you for that, but there are ways that we could make it more yeah, positive life. Like there, there are... Like, for one thing, it depends on which department of the government you're getting your funding from. <laughs> that is if true. If it's coming from the military, they're going to say, we'll offer you all this money and we'll offer you all of these experts who can tell you how to mm. like craft your game so that the military looks realistic. But it comes with the caveat that we get to do an uncredited wash of the script. And if mm. there's anything in that script we don't like, we can tell you, fix it, change it, take it out. Wait. Um, that's oh, what they do in movies. Like that, if mm -hmm. you partner with the U.S. military while making a movie, so that you get access to a lot of their higher end equipment, and like you can can film jets and uh, military facilities and whatever, that's what they say: is we'll let you do this. We'll even help you with it. We'll pay for some of it. But if there's anything in the script we don't like, we get to write it out. Well, my biggest question, wasn't there a game a long time ago? It was like a military game. And it was like the stories of these soldiers in Afghanistan or something like that. And was it? it was just, it was just, it was a game that right before it came out, it was like the news were like parents or something like that. Their news was like got all it put like a bad name on it. And it was like they were working with the military. Sunrise over Fallujah. Yeah, I think it was that game. Wow. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Okay. Can you explain a bit more of it? Yeah, I don't think yeah, I've heard of this one. Yeah, I just know about the controversy surrounding it. No, it please. was like a small team of developers. I don't I, I don't want to say too much in case it's incorrect. All right. But okay. yeah, I, What's I it called? What Sunrise about. over Fallujah. Fallujah. But uh, yeah, they yeah. were they were trying to be very accurate to the experience uh, and there was I I don't know if that was military involvement that got that whole thing canned i think that was the the just criticism yeah that's what I'm, I'm, I'm they, they were working with the military right. to make the game because they had the actual soldiers tell their stories and have the soldiers in the game you, know. you talk this was a this is a book by walter d then myers yes but they were making a game oh but they didn't finish it no no because it was it, a game it, based off of the book you bring up an interesting uh point interesting of, all right uh whether or not the game brings out a certain point is whether or not the public will receive it. Yeah. Because they're portraying a pretty much an almost inaccurate representation of what happened in Afghanistan. I'm pretty sure they consulted veterans. At least I hope they did. But the public wasn't happy with that because that wasn't the spoon-fed information they've been living with their whole life. Right. They were right. like, they were like yeah. well, think of the children type. It, 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 that's why I always hate this line. But think of the children when it comes to particular things and use it for excuse. But think of the children type line where it's just like, well, because it was the main thing. Like, what he said, like, it was like parents are saying, like, we, we don't want our kids to play this game because it's, you know, too accurate or something like that. You know, it's, it's uh, and, uh, I know, I know, right? I know, right? But I'll be honest, like, uh, I want something that's very accurate and stuff. And like if. Uh, Especially at the time where they were really against games and stuff, this was, this was an excuse for them to kind of really like bash it down. So I don't want my kids playing this game, but when they turn eighteen, I don't mind if they go do it. That's okay. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I don't. I I I agree. I think it's that seems like I I don't think you can use the excuse like oh, but think of the children because it's also like under the pretense that like okay, yes, 
children shouldn't be allowed to play certain games because, oh, like, yes. yeah, that's agreed. Yeah, dead or alive. You like those are those are big. Those are those are adult games for adults. <laughs> Only adults. No, um, I I think that I do think certain like yes, I I agree with the ESRB. I think that certain like. A, an, a 10 year old shouldn't be allowed to play certain types of games or certain mm-hmm. Call of Duty. Ah, it's one of those things where it's like it is a it's a tough case by case basis and the line gets really blurry yeah I know I'm, just, I I'm mean, just saying this is the easiest case to go for Call of Duty if we want to talk about uh, highly Americanized military yeah, you want to talk about F to pay yeah. respects uh, you want to talk about Kevin Spacey with a military industrial complex yeah <laughs> but it was called six days in Fallujah my apologies oh okay. uh, yeah so it was it was people just since this was a while ago uh, earlier in the the history of game development of course, this is still happening now. Most of the controversy came from people saying that video games shouldn't represent serious topics. What? So mm-hmm. they're saying like, oh, well, you're going to put this in a game. It's for thrill seekers to play out instead of a respectful depiction. I guess that's the where the line is between art and product is again, bringing it back to earlier in the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, full circle. Oh, and for those of you joining us at the top of the hour... You're listening to 89.7 FM, Iowa City. Iowa City's former sound alternative. Full of love. Nice. I, I, I think just, and we don't have to get too much into this because I know it's a big rabbit hole and we've talked about it before. Yeah. But this game, if they were to uh, actually attempt to represent it as the hellish experience that it would be, then ultimately i would be fine with it because i think most people still have the concept the people who haven't played video games have the concept that they are meant to be played to be enjoyed right uh and even last week we were talking about this i like some games that i find brutally unfun to play they are just thoroughly <laughs> <Yeah>. unenjoyable <laughs> but i love but I think them. they're good games <laughs> because the experience ultimately is something that's speaks to a larger message at hand yes like mario uh, party or getting over like it with bennett party, foddy which is so thoroughly unfun uh, and speaks to the message of uh, despising your friends yeah this is why like learning this is that why they you never should. should have been your friends also in the, first place. the absolute futility of skill and ability because yes. winning every you could win every mini game in that godforsaken hexscape yeah. Mobile, oh, you never, you never, victories are meaningless. Do you get a bonus star for all the mini games you've won? Maybe. No, no. Maybe. Maybe if, it, if they're feeling it. <laughs> but instead, the dude who's uh, who walked on every red space gets a star. Oh. Yep. You know <laughs> what? Yep. I know yep. you, you guys were talking about earlier about how they depict uh, when Grand Theft Auto was like more of a depiction of like the negativity. I guess it is a it's it's a hyper exaggerated yeah. absurd I view admit, of America. I've never played Grand Theft Auto, but it's I've good. It, it's okay. It's yeah. it's like it's tongue in cheek and goofy and never goes really that serious. But mm-hmm. has anybody ever made like an actual game? Like based in the hood, like at all? Yeah, like, I bet they have. Fifty Cent made a game. Hold yeah. on, let me okay, see if I can. Wait, no, no, yeah. not that game. Not that game. Not that. Whoa, that whoa, was really whoa. in the mic. Whoa, <laughs> you like ate. Whoa, <laughs> that um, mic. Was Asher, what for don't break. you? What don't you want us to see? He was yeah. in the Fifty Cent game. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, but still. The, the 50 cent game, no. But I'm saying, like, you know, I don't think anybody's ever made a game. Let me talk about games about Mafia. <laughs> yes, was it for the PSP? 
It's called 50 Cent Bulletproof. He yep. certainly is. Yeah, there would be like two <laughs> games. It was like, it was like the first one. I remember the first one because they had a, a PSP adaptation of it. Uh, but the, I think they're trying to make a second one where he was like, he was like in the army and stuff. And I remember seeing the what? trailer. He was like in Afghanistan or Iraq or something like that. What? And yeah, yeah, I don't. I saw the trailer. I could pull it up hard later. So, but the whole thing, I was saying like. We talk about, like, you know, realistic games and stuff. Now we're kind of on this top of, you know, you know what it means to kind of really make a realistic game and a thing and how the public would take it. We should actually, you know, the hood, you know, the, the streets is something, like, you know, that's always talked about. It's something that's always, like, I would say, like, you know, like, popularized, I would say. Because, you know, it's like, you got to, it's in our music. I mean, it's in our, you know, just in our it's, culture. It's romanticized. Yeah, it's romanticized. It's like, ooh, baby. So, yeah, but, you know, it's like, it's there. But we never, you know, we always have these movies and stuff talking about the struggles of life, but we never made a game off of it because games are very influential. I would like to point out a couple of things. Yes to that, but, it, and also in the spirit of that, yo, this 50 Cent game is wild. Hold on. <laughs> Give me one second. 50 Cent quickly finds himself being dragged back into the criminal underworld, taking on the most dangerous criminal organiza organizations in New York City and uncovering an international conspiracy with devastating implications. What, he's going to get shot nine times? He is shot nine times in the game. Is he? He's shot nine times in the game. But this dude by is a genius. By unknown master assailants. <laughs> and in this game, I remember I remember playing the PSP game, and I remember you can punch cars and it'll explode. No, that, that, I, I'm pretty sure he could do that in real life. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever played Death Jam? Yeah, they released ah, the. They also released so the G Unit edition for the PlayStation Portable. Nice. So that that's part of what it was. Oh. Uh, about. Sorry. So, so they so didn't like, make a number two. They were going to though. But yes. Okay. Goodness. So I I agree that like with that is an example of a project that like. I don't know if it would get any kind of funding. And not to say, like, games would disappear. It would just be that, like, the fund would be another option for studios. Mm -hmm. um, but I understand the, the hesitation with letting the government kind of just give you money because they're expected. And also, we need more diversity in the gaming sphere anyway. We need uh, more developers from the hood. Mm -hmm. To accurately depict, because I don't trust a bunch of white people to well, actually depict it unless I don't know that I don't know the, the, the well, makeup let me tell of you the, when I was on the streets. Yeah, I don't I don't I do not know offhand like the makeup of a lot of these game development studios and even so like I think that as long as you source the opinion uh respectfully, mm -hmm. you can do it you can still do it justice. You don't necessarily have to like be from the hood to, yeah. to talk about it, but you do have to, to Handle it with respect. Mm -hmm. That's my biggest issue, or not issue, biggest concern is, I just feel it's more diversity in the centrals again, in, in, in general. Someone who could recognize, hey, you know, that's a bit bigotry. That's a little bit racist. Yeah, that's honestly, to I- To get I, it before I, it gets to the public, <laughs> and then you can avoid that balclava with the red lipstick around it. That's true. Speaking of which, we have about, we have about 23 minutes, so we can- we can yes. bring up the, the story. Oh, yeah. Let's slide this in. Yeah, somebody... So, go ahead, Caitlin. Or somebody, please. No. Do oh, the honors, yeah. Caitlin. Broach it. Uh, yeah, you're the, the guest here. I was the one who found it. So, scrolling through the internet, as one does, I found an article, actually a bunch of articles, about Jax's ending of Mortal Kombat 11 uh, from OK Player. The title is, Ending Finds Him Undoing Slavery. Fans are calling it racist. Okay. 
So, like, does the article give any context? Or, like, what do you mean by ends <laughs> and slavery? I think, from, from what I remember reading a while ago, essentially what happens at the end... I mean, sorry, let me just put this out here. Spoilers yeah. for anyone that wants for to Mortal go ahead. For Mortal Kombat 11. For Jax's classical ending, I'm assuming. Essentially, what he does is he goes into, like, some sort of time travel and goes back in yeah, time and is time. able to stop slavery that way. And then it ends up becoming some sort of, like, a, but, more so utopian, I guess. So what the article says, the game's primary antagonist, who was the keeper of time, can manipulate time, Chronicus, in, yeah. Yeah, uh, to undo the slave trade, which also keeping his wife and daughter in his life. Okay, so he just goes back in time, stops the slave trade. Now, why are, why, are, why, are, why are people calling this racist? Uh, let me see. I, I would do that, too. I, oh, I would I, go back in time and how do would that. You, how would you possibly just Me, stop as it? a predominantly white man, would do that. Okay, the guy goes back in time to end slavery of black, black people I'm in the MK universe. Shao Kahn has been enslaving people of all skin colors for about a thousand years, but Jax only cares about freeing black people, uh, Valdis wrote. Mm, mm, that's mm. not a good reason. Yeah, but I, those I, are those are those are people. Those out. are people from Outworld. They're not they're not Earth Realmers. Yeah. That's Wait a minute. Primarily oh, no. the issue is uh it's like why stop the black like why stop slave just for black people? Everyone was enslaved. All lives matter. Okay. Uh, you see I, I alright, so I see I, I, I kinda see what's out. happening here. So it's not enough that he went back and solved slavery. He needs to go back and stop everyone. It's, it's racist that he, <laughs> he decided to end slavery so first, just so. for black people. Yeah, they need to they need to wait their turn. Hold on a minute. <laughs> That's a now, now hold on a minute there, pal. Ooh, oh I'm man, swore on the first time I'm on ra- um, Pixar. Almost, <laughs> my ult is charged. Uh, <laughs> but um, okay, that's an that's an interesting. Does anybody else want to talk before I go? I, yeah, please. <laughs> no, please. Anybody? It's a very interesting thing because, like, I don't know. I, I wouldn't really want to take that level of criticism mm. to the ending of a Mortal Kombat classic mode. Like, it's a. It's not supposed to be that serious. It's a, they're all kind of oh. dumb. It's not canon either. Yeah, yeah. like. It, <laughs> It might at, at at I think mm-hmm. at, it's just a poor decision on the developer's part, if anything. I mean, there's I, nothing. I, I, do I, I don't see anything wrong, wrong with yeah, it. Yeah, there's nothing. I wrong don't with see it. anything wrong with it. Seriously, like, oh, he ended slavery. That's that's a good thing. I know slavery in America but has been, is a common thing. It's a known thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And well, well. But he only didn't in end America. It, but, he, but, but he didn't oh, only no, in America. It was, it was known all around the world. Yeah, yeah I know. Understand? But like, he didn't. It's usually talked about didn't, here because. But he didn't yeah, end it people. for the for the outworlders. Well, yes, but it, it's stupid because it's to, very to, stupid. to call it racist. It's just it's it's calling it racist because the imaginary races that don't exist. <laughs> yes. Like, what are you talking about? It, Oh my god. Well, even then. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry like, sure. that the four armed Goro race didn't well, get freed well, from their body. The thing is, like, Jax isn't from Outer World. He's an Earth Realmer. Yeah, yeah. So, so like, of course, he would, would he... go back to Earth Realm and then free. Sol- like, solve Earth so Realm what it problems. Is stopping the Atlantic slave trade. So, the Atlantic slave trade never happened. I see. Is the yeah. context of the story. Okay. I, I Yeah. So I actually. I... Not just American slaves, but the South America. So, Brazil honestly wouldn't exist. Or it actually, would look very different. True. Haiti. 
Yeah. I would just, Brazil yeah. wouldn't exist. The U.S. would look very different oh, yeah. because our our entire eastern seaboard was built yeah, on true. the backs of slave labor. Yeah, yes. yeah that's yes, a good yes, point. Yeah. I mean, as a as an alternate history type deal, that'd be interesting. But like, yeah, I, but I, I don't really... think we're gonna get a whole lot of alternate history out of a Mortal Kombat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No. I, I agree with I, wish. <laughs> I agree with Atril on this though. I don't. Yeah, I, I, it doesn't I don't... seem that bad. It isn't. It's people it, like what's what's the word? Overreacting. Uh, yes, de- definitely. Well, that's overreacting. <laughs> we're calling it white genocide. So no, wait, 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 no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, that, that keyword oh, was being no, thrown no, no, about. No, no, oh no, that's how. No, no, He's, no. I don't know. Honestly, expect me to figure out what a racist thinks. That is racist. Like claims of reverse racism. Oh, it is. Lord. Just. It's like it's an invalid criticism to level at pretty much anything. And also, reverse racism does not exist. Yes. There's no such thing. Not, One racism is all racism. God dang Correct. It. There's no such dang thing it. as reverse racism. It's just racism. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jax, how dare he go back and stop slavery? <laughs> yeah. I, who sees it? I'm, I'm serious. I'm, I, I, I'm actually going to ask this question. Who literally sits down and sees it? Like, I, I, I know there's yeah. people actually. I know. I know there's people actually who would do that. But I'm saying, like, as for a common man, <laughs> a common, a common person, we, how who just sits there and says, "Man, he stopped slavery. What? That is bad. That is that is Why that's didn't terrible. He, it's like, not good enough. Apparently, that's racist. <laughs> that's in fact, <laughs> I'm not the racist. But he but, but the racist. If you stop, if you stop slavery, who? Who would that badly affect besides the people who started slavery, like, or the people who benefited from slavery? It's okay. Yeah. Well, now, it's I, just, like, it's, I mean, you're you're right, and then dumb. in that, that's not a valid criticism. What I think is a valid criticism is that it is really unreasonable for yeah. Mortal Kombat it's, it's, to it's, end. It's, if anything, Jax's it's just his story yeah, on that note. It's just weird. If anything, that they were like, "Well, here you go, Jax." Just highly overt, yeah, like, yeah. social commentary. Yeah, and it, yeah, and it is. It is maybe just a little bit offensive in the sense that it's like, "Oh, this this one character just because he's black, right? We're because, gonna make him stop slavery because that's and what he's gonna do it alone, exactly. Because no, gonna, none of the what's... other characters in their endings stop slavery. Yeah, <laughs> only and, Jack yeah. stops. And it's, and it's for it's for tower mode. It's which, for like, tower mode in Mortal play, in Mortal Kombat. It's, it's way way too serious. But it's yeah. confirmed non-canonical. I mean, Another thing is, they're mad at is yeah. the women's sexualization has been toned down too. Wait, that's a bad thing. What? Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. People are calling them ugly and what? Yeah. Or just realistic. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. Whoa. 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 People are saying Scarlet is ugly. Jackie is ugly. Cassie's ugly. Get out of here. You don't know what you're talking. Devorah's ugly. Maybe. But <laughs> what is with this mic? You are just you're projecting. You're a loud man, and it's okay. I actually we love you anyway. I'll be honest, Atrial. A little behind the scenes, like your level is like your gain's the lowest. It is the lowest back here. I just have a naturally loud voice, but geez, I'm just like, I'm destroying this microphone. Your, your, your laughs are very that, hearty and very sincere. How, that, that's okay. awfully entitled to say they're ugly. I hate it. They look too real. Stop it. I honestly Those haven't seen any images. I need to images. I just know that they're upset because the sexualization this is whole, less. So it's it's just a. I need to yeah. Yeah. This. Those are the perverts talking people. Those are the perverts. Talking really though. I, I again, this is so dumb. It's like the all of those, cri- yeah, all of these critiques are by a, a dumb like. <sighs> I do agree with your point though, Mike. Yeah, I, can see I think it from your point. I think I, I think Nether Realm is like it's a dumb thing. 
It's just dumb. It's not yeah. like it's not. Mal- it's inoffensive. Yeah, it's yeah. not malicious. It's, it's just, just dumb. Yeah, that's pretty stupid. That's that's my criticism of it. <laughs> I mean, if I had to say from my point of view, I've never seen a game where a guy goes back in time and stops slavery. You know, <laughs> <laughs> only, uh, the only person I've seen do that was Dave Chappelle, and it was in a skit. So that's <laughs> true. I've only ever <laughs> seen <laughs> Dave Chappelle. We need a Dave Chappelle video here's, game. Here's what I'm thinking. We, I, I actually kind of want to make a game. Um, a la the uh, Assassin's Creed, where you can go back and like manipulate the past, that and nice. you can pick an objective. What part of history do you want to go back to, and what do you want to change? And if you if you so choose, you can go back and try to disrupt the Atlantic tra- Atlantic slave trade. I think that would be a really cool historical game thing to explore. Employ people with history majors. Yeah, yeah. Good luck. We need we need actual <laughs> history majors to help set up the world. Okay, so who who was involved in the slave trade? Who would oppose people who are opposing it? Historians can help with the villain design for that. Like oh, nobody's so business. Um, that would be and different endings too, depending on what you change. Different too. endings depending on what you change. So the content um, depending on when you go back to stop like, the opioid trade. What was it? Opioid uh, op- opium trade. Opium. Yeah. Sorry. Like would it be? A, it'd be a fun like I don't know. So would it be more of like a? Would there be a story to this or? A... No, it would be almost entirely story driven. It's you know you you pick. Uh, I I kind of imagine because I do this with almost every game I imagine, I imagine it a little bit like Dragon Age Origins, where you pick a character, or you create a character, and you pick an origin state for them. So Hmm. in in Origins, you say, okay, I'm a mage. And if you pick that, you start in the mage tower, and you get an introduction of, this is what it is to be a mage. Or you pick, I'm a city elf. And you get absolutely emotionally wrecked in the opening 20 minutes of gameplay. Or you pick, I'm a forest elf, and you watch some people die when they encounter a magical artifact in the forest. Or you pick, you know, whatever it is you pick. You pick a dwarf, and you get... Um, political intrigue to death. Political intrigue into <laughs> exile, not death. Um, and then you have to walk all the way from Orzammar to Denerim, uphill, both ways in the snow, with no boots. And you kids are so entitled today with your magic spells and your tomes. But, I mean, if you start this historical game in a similar way, where your protagonist has a story, has a place that they're from, and a life that they've been living before the game starts, then suddenly when you're presented with options by the game, you can go, this is what this character would want. This is what this character thinks is important, and therefore that's the point in time they'd go back to and choose to try and change. And then you're going to have this really rich, rich dude who literally owns this entire company. It's like... You want to change the world, and I, he literally like points to you the, the uh, device that he has, and it's just like, Biff uh, tanning it up. I've already saw. I already take a sports cut. almanac <laughs> with you. Change everything. There'd what? be a pretty nice twist too, how you're manipulating it for someone else's political gain or economical gain. Oh, that is. Or how it messes up the present by based on things you change. Yo, I'd still be honest though. I'd love Everyone a game. Everyone becomes a Nazi. I want. Yeah, no. I no. We were talking. We were Stop joking about this at the house, president. but like, I I would love a. A service where it's like time cops and like there's e- there's a time organization that's off in history mucking stuff up and you got to get in there. What is this? Stop them. So Doctor yeah. Who? Yeah, essentially, ti- but on <laughs> Earth, only on Earth. Only on Earth. So it's the time and it's time police. So and like Americans. So, yeah, Amanda America. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I like the idea though. The the whole sense of 
Uh, who, who just said that? But basically, when you you're when you change the time, it benefits the dude. Like the benefits the dude who wants you to change it. So essentially, it's like it's like oh, when after you get done changing, let's say stopping the slave trade or something like that, where it's like well. Haha, ha. well, guess what? This whole time, well, now that you changed this, why is he evil? Why well, he's I, like, no, you've no, no, fallen no, right no, into no, my trap like, and stopped like, slavery. Well, it's like he creates an yeah. even worse outcome. What? I, I than slavery? Yeah, I don't know. Genocides? <laughs> there he goes again. There he, there he goes again. Oh, I'm just going to lower screams, your gain a little bit more. Just screams genocide <laughs> into the mic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. People who are listening, I'm so sorry. No, I'm no. My job, like part of what I do, is edit these videos and uh, or okay. edit these edit this audio and like find the levels like this and bring them down. You're keeping our listeners on the radio awake. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Too bad we're not at the ten o'clock shift. I know. <laughs> I know a guy who part of the eleven, like the late nighters uh, on the KRUI. So nice. He's like, he's like, you need to listen to me. I was like, yeah, yeah, dab, yeah, dabbing them haters. Um. So yes, I. I <laughs> Sorry. Worse. All right. I'm just going to go back. Worse than slavery. <laughs> I don't, know. I don't I'm just, believe I'm just, it. I'm just making an example. Like, you yeah, know, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't want the person in the present to be a villain. I yeah. Want the, I want the villains of this game to be messing the antagonists, up. Yeah. Rather to be people in the past. Yeah. I want yeah. the investment to be the story investment to be. Entirely I want to. But, you know, they're going to make okay. it like that because that's probably the most cheesiest way. You Check can it out. Go. Okay. Maybe not like a rich guy. Maybe about just a kooky scientist who just like, look at this thing I made. I want to yeah, get Doc Brown. Dr. Emmett Brown. Yeah, Doc Brown. Yeah. I would love it. I love that more than a rich dude who's like, look at you could turn to the past. I prefer. <laughs> Steve Buscemi from Spy Kids 2. Yeah. Yes. Right. That's who I want playing the science. I, I also want that very much. Make it happen. John, it's happened. You're free. That's, again, that's a courtesy Pixel Hunt. That's free. Any game developers, you can use that however you want. Whatever you want to do with that, Steve Buscemi, hit us up. Don't now actually watch though. TMCR. Or maybe do. Um, so, yeah. I want to see. I want. I want to fight. Uh, I want to fight Christopher Columbus. Uh, yes. I want a no holds barred fight with Christopher Columbus, oh, in which so yeah, I'll go yeah. hand to hand. Me five foot one. I can totally take him. <laughs> yeah. well, he I like, slide he, Christopher Columbus. He, he lands on the beach. And just <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have to admit, I didn't do this entirely just off the top of my head. There is actually a book that I read, and I don't like admitting that. It's this particular book because I have some beef with this author, but that's a completely different story. The For book is uh, The Redemption of Christopher Columbus oh. by Orson Scott Card. Oh, Card. This stuff isn't as controversial. Don't you say it, Mike. You've said it before, and we had to censor that. No. What did I say? <laughs> no, you know what you said. You the B word? Yeah. Wait, what did he say? You know, the the other Orson C Scott card novel we were talking about. Oh, we don't talk about that. Yeah, we don't <laughs> yeah, talk no. about that. You don't use I that word. I wasn't going to say that. Yeah, you could. I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> That's it That's a previous episode. Wait, who is this guy? <laughs> I've already apologized. <laughs> <laughs> I've apologized, all right? What's happening here? Who is this guy? Orson so, Scott card was the guy who wrote Ender's Game. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. And in Ender's Game, the alien race known as the Formics are referred to throughout most of the game by the entirety of the human population by a horrible slur that starts with the letter B. 
Okay. Let's see. I thought Malcolm was gonna have to dump his ults. It's, no. it's a fictional slur. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Well, yes oh my, and no. My, yeah, again, but... what on the in the rare chance that there are four mixes out there, we can't risk it. We'll call they them might, monocles. They might hear the show and be like, "No, they use the no-no." We could just call but... them prawns. <laughs> that yeah, is that's all... so much better. No. Um, <laughs> You're a prawn. Did you, did you just say the p-word? <laughs> What prawn? I can say prawn. Guys, How, guys, oh my, guys, guys. We, we could call them the alliance. That's Leave, what we call what? them. What? No, you're gonna get. Oh, you're gonna get mad. That's what they. I will end you. Prawns are not that. It's not a bad day. It's shrimp. Are you? Are you kidding me? Scrams. I wish we had a camera what to show Mike's standard? face. Oh, oh no! Tr but, trying to fall no, because that here. was actually meant as a whatever. Yeah, yeah, I'm Otter trying to bake for food. That's what Michael's face looks like. Yeah, well, Mike went hard R. So, <laughs> so. You went hard end. Redemption of Christopher Columbus, if I can take this back for a minute, <laughs> yeah. centers around a group of people who have machines, who, or, sorry, who live in a post-apocalyptic future Earth and who have machines that allow them to look backward in time. That's cool. And so they're just kind of researching the past to see what went wrong and how it might have been possible to change things. Christopher Columbus. And then they discover that they can actually send things back in time because they see someone else do it. Smallpox vaccination? No. They see someone else send something back so that when Christopher Columbus, who at the time was agitating for another crusade, gets shipwrecked by pirates and washes up on a beach, he sees what he thinks is a vision of God, but it's actually a hologram that someone sent back from a different future that persuaded him to go west rather than east. What? Because oh. according to that timeline, Christopher Columbus went west, or sorry, went east, crusaded, took Jerusalem, and then the western world was unprepared when a flotilla of... Um, I believe Warriors. it would be Aztec uh, warships showed up and like devastated Europe. The, the Aztecs? Yeah, they it discovered. It wasn't actually Aztecs. Right. It was like it was a different cultural group from that same region. But, Central American. But it was, like, yeah. it was so Mes Central Mesoamerican. Um, Mesoamerican culture, but technologically advanced past the point of the Europeans That the would time. be hilarious. Uh, they showed they up. They just show up in they a They showed up in like... medieval Europe with cannons. What's um, up? And so, <laughs> this, that, so that first timeline <laughs> sent someone back to say, or sent something back to get Columbus to go west to stop that from happening because that was what ruined their timeline. Uh, now, they're sending someone back again to prevent Columbus's travel west from having the consequences it had for um inter or like intercontinental and racial relations to prevent the um the deep rooting of the ideologies of uh european supremacy mm -hmm. and um american barbarism yeah that mm -hmm. definitely took hold it and so it's these have. these three people get sent back in time and two of them are responsible for building up the Mesoamerican empires to the point where they can resist mm -hmm. if they have to. And one of them is responsible for isolating uh, Columbus 
and making sure that he understands the impact that his actions and his words are having. I'm all, yep. And sometimes like you get to be his friend, you hang out with him. And one day on a beach in Central America or in the Caribbean, you throw some hands with Christopher Columbus and you kick his butt. He's going to catch his hands. Like, listen, Chris, (laughs) Chris, you're stepping way out of line. You can't just do that to a bunch of people. And he's like, what do you know? I'm Christopher Columbus. I discovered India. And you're like, we're not even in India, you idiot. (laughs) We're in like the Dominican (laughs) Republic, you fool. Quick question. Do do they include the part where he sabotages his own ships? What? You guys don't know that historically? What? I'm not familiar with that. No, what? We got got like two minutes. Go. Okay, so... uh, Pretty sure this actually happened. So a bunch of people were like, "Let's go back. We're gonna fuck. We were gonna fudge over the people." Yeah. <laughs> All was used. That's okay. We're good. Don't worry. Jacob did it like in the really beginning of the episode. He did. Ooh. It was funny. Okay. So, can I just keep talking? Yeah. Go for it. Okay. No, it's just this is just the radio. The like this is going on to SoundCloud. Okay. <laughs> I can hear you say it over and over again. So. Okay. So basically, he's like. Oh, we're, we're gonna mess up these people. Let's go. It's like, no, let's burn these ships and no place <laughs> and not go back. Let's keep our crusade oh, going. No, th- sorry. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I don't mean to like correct oh, you. Oh, please correct me. I'm okay. pretty sure. I'm I don't think it was Columbus. I think it was. Uh, Cortez? Uh, yes, it was Cortez the Conquistador. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, when he landed uh, in Mexico, I think it was, he burned all their ships and said, well, now we have to conquer them. We can't go back. Yes, yeah, someone who oh. messed up the world. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Cortez, evil. Fun fact, hmm. uh, in Warcraft 3, Arthas takes a bunch of people north to hunt down a dreadlord, and when they're trying to leave, he does the exact same thing. <laughs> He's like, nope, we have to stay and fight them all now because there's no way home. We must Percy's lands. <laughs> and I'm, suddenly I'm seeing where they got it, and that's terrifying. Yeah, Arthas is... <laughs> Arthas is... Cortez. Yeah, Cortez. Cortez. He was pretty successful. That's correct. Uh, what's what's Arthas? What's Arthas' last name? Menethil. Cortez Menethil. That's Arthas. his middle name. Cortez. Oh, okay. <laughs> Arthas well, Cortez. This Menethil. went to a weird place. Yes. But anyway. Yeah. But with that excitement over, unfortunately, we are at time, so we do have to wrap it up. Do you guys have any final words to say about? Time traveling cop games, uh, worker practices, government subsidiaries, anything you want to say before we go. Uh, if, if you do get the chance to go back in time, be careful of what exact atrocities you try and fix because it might be racist. Yes. Also, um, <laughs> be careful because we are living in literally the only timeline that isn't Nazis. Every other timeline is just Nazis. If you step on a butterfly in the past Nazis. and you Nazis. return to the present, Nazis. Nazis. You sleep with your grandmother, Nazis. Futurama. Nazis. Just Nazis. Everywhere. This, 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 this has been confirmed by Ray Bradbury. Yeah. Next time on Pixel Hunt. God. Yeah. Anything you want to say before we go? Thank you for being on. Oh, thank you for having me. Uh, just diversify the industry. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a really that's a nice place to, to put it at. Thank you. Yes. Diversify and don't. Oh, and sorry the for the mic or the problems. B word. No, no oh, P what? words. Oh, no B not, words. Not, not, well, okay, you, you fine, Mike. That, that's a false equivalency. Fine. I don't think it is. Oh, I definitely think it is. I don't think guys, it is. Guys, 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 we gotta get out of here. Right. <laughs> terms. We need to, at least I accept my to, mistake. We need to skedaddle.
We're leaving. Well, but we thank did. you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to us. And if you like what you heard, you can find us online at SoundCloud. So look Slash us up. Pixel Hunt. Yeah. Look us up. We're the one with the chibis. Thank hey. you. And one with me. your beautiful atrial voice. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Surely myself in this man. I was blasting <laughs> the drums out. Yeah. <laughs> no. There's a yeah. lot of atrial voice in there. All right. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. And thank you. I love you. Good night.